Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot. Connect to more. Should have a six-game schedule released in November, okay? Feel a deja vu. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television, outstanding to be with you. Happy Friday, boys and girls. Your weekend is here. And yeah, thanks for letting Coulter and I Ride down the road with the end of that weekend. Uh, if you uh, missed anything in the first hour, give it a listen on the podcast. The Two Tell Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, and uh, check out the podcast. Listen on your time to the show. Uh, hours one and hours two every single day up there on the podcast. It's available thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Also, want to remind everybody that uh, Grizz Grace, silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions, is out now. Dave Guffey. The uh, long time, 37 years, the SID, the University of Montana. The most recent episode just came out yesterday, brand spanking new for you. Great, great conversations, stories, memories with Dave Guffey. And again, probably the best perspective of any anybody. The, the national championship happened almost, I mean, almost to the year in the dead middle of his yep. tenure. Uh, so he saw everything before and building up to it and everything that it cemented and came after it. I mean, all the way through. And so there's nobody, there is nobody that you could talk to more than Dave Guffey who's going to understand the context of of what the 95 season was and meant. There's so many football fans around the state of Montana view the Cacarys rivalry through the lens of the modern era. In other words, Montana State wins the 1984 National Championship. Montana opens Washington Grizzly Stadium and hires Don Reed. The streak begins, and the streak lasts what seems like forever for Bobcat fans and and forever of glory for Grizzly fans. But Dave Guffey was around long enough to remember 
the cat streak. I mean, Sonny Holland yeah. beat the Grizz nine out of ten times. The Grizz were nothing when Gene Carlson was the head coach. The Grizz were playing for seventh when Larry Donovan was the head coach. He got to work alongside Harley Lewis, who was basically the, the mastermind behind Washington Grizzly Stadium. He got to watch Washington Grizzly Stadium be built. And then he got to see Don Reed be hired in the ascension of the program, but then also got to see what that 95 team did for the expectations and right. uh, success level that the University of Montana experienced for the next 15 years after that, too. It is. He has the best perspective of anybody. Well, go give it a listen. It's on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Transistor, whatever. We've got a website for you, grizzgreats.com. You go to grizzgreats.com. You can listen to it right there on the player. You don't even have to download anything. And uh, Coulter and I are going to tweet this out as well for you, this most recent episode. Uh, so you can uh, get that on Twitter, at uh, Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN as well. Uh, if you uh, would like to give us a call, feel free, 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rankish Brothers RV phone line. You can also listen live to the stream on our website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the tab, jump in the stream. It's available all the time, and you can get this show on the cutting edge, real time, wherever you are on earth, thanks to Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Coulter, each Friday. We uh, have our treasures, uh, our, our Garden City Spotlight with uh, the uh, head coaches, the AA level, the city of Missoula. Yes. And it is now proudly presented by Oral Surgical Associates of Missoula, Dr. Gene Morris, one of the best oral surgeons in the entire state of Montana. Uh, we are uh, very happy to uh, to have uh, Dr. Morris on and Oral Surgical Surgery Associates uh, with us on this. And uh, we're going to start with Mick Morris. He's the he- head coach of the Hellgate Knights. Hellgate is in Helena tonight to play Helena Capital. Uh, they, you know, took it on the chin just like everybody takes it on the chin thus far when they've played the Sentinel Spartans. But, you know, tough game, 64 nothing. Uh, last week in the uh, last crosstown game of the season. Uh, but obviously going up against now uh, uh, Helena Capital tonight, maybe an opportunity for a bounce back. We know two weeks ago, Hellgate put up 30, 38 points and was very, very successful, obviously offensively. And so he's looking to, uh, you know, replicate something like that and get something going here against the two and three uh, Helena Capital Bruins. So here you go. Head coach of the Hellgate Knights, Mick Morris. Happy now to welcome in the head coach of the Hellgate Knights football team. They are taking on Helena Capital in Helena tonight. Mick Morris joining us. And Coach, we appreciate you being here. And just want to go back, quickly revisit. I know it was a, a tough loss last week to Sentinel, obviously a very, very good Sentinel team. But when you look at two weeks ago and the, you know, the offensive output that you guys had, 38 points I think it was, and then not really being able to get anything going last week, what needs to happen as you go into this Capital game to kind of get back on track offensively? Well, I think the big thing is we got a little healthier. So we're out. Um, we were out, of, you know, at times three out of or four of our starting linemen. Uh, we're out against Sentinel due to, you know, whether it was injury or some COVID situation. So, um, you know, that, that made a big difference, especially when you're playing a, a team. The caliber of Sentinel, especially with the caliber of a defensive line that they have. And so, you know, when you're going into it with, with guys that haven't really played a whole lot, um, it was a, it was a challenge that unfortunately we didn't do a very well job a very good job of, of of rising to but you know I think we're we're a lot healthier this week um, you know we got a couple of the guys that were out last week back so you know hopefully we can kind of get back on track and uh, give our our QB um, at least a little bit of time to get the ball out. What's it take to mentally reset? Because obviously disappointing to lose a crosstown game in that fashion, especially when you have some things outside of your control. It sounds like they held you guys back. But, I mean, still several games left in the regular season and the playoffs on the horizon. So how do you reset mentally as a team? 
you know, I think we're okay. I mean, I think we knew we knew what our challenge was going into it. And you know, you play it. You play a, a, a team like Sentinel that has the talent that they have. Um, you know, well coached, great on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, we knew that about everything would have to go right and everything would have to go wrong for that game to be competitive. So, you know, we kind of knew what we had, and our, our kids were. You know, <laughs> I told them even when you play a team like Sentinel, like you're, you know. The result might not be great, but you're going to look back on this game, and you know you're going to see some of those kids playing in a few years on on Saturdays. You're like, God, I played against that kid. So, you know, we were really we were okay after, to be honest. Um, and so, you know, we, we kind of knew, you know, we had a stretch of of Glacier, uh, Helena High, and Sentinel three games. Um, we knew it was going to be awful, awful hard for us. And so now we're kind of through that stretch, and um, you know, we have. A, a, Two, two, again, really good football teams in Capital and Butte left. But I think, obviously, teams that might be a little bit um, down from, you know, Sentinel and Helen I. Well, let's talk about this Capital team. They're coming off a win over Big Sky a week ago. And so, I mean, they got to have kind of a good feeling going around there as well as then a home game there in Helena. So what do you look at when you see Helena Capital? What kind of football team is this, and, and what do you need to do well? I think they're they're probably the the team they've been for the last forty years. Uh, right. You know, just a strong physical team. You know, I mean that you know you're going to get that with Helen Helena Capital. You know, they're going to be they're going to be tough kids. They're going to you know live in the weight room. Uh, they're going to do things right, and they don't make a lot of mistakes on offense, and they don't make a lot of mistakes on defense. And um, you know, you got to you got to play well to beat them. And so, you know, for us, obviously, the biggest thing on offense is we have to move the ball, and we have done it really well at times this year, and then other times we've really struggled. And I think for us it starts up front. Um, and they have a pretty talented defensive line. And so we got to do a better job of managing that. And then we also have to do a better job of, you know, maybe our receivers doing a little bit better job in their routes and stuff. So we got to move the ball, um, and then we got to hit some big plays. You know, we got to have those plays over 30 yards that, that we're capable of. And then I think on defense, you know, we have to do a better job of tackling. Um, we had a few plays, obviously, against Sentinel that, you know, we, we, we at times put it together. You know, we I think we held them scoreless in the third quarter. Um, we did some really good things, but then, you know, there's other times where um, we don't. So we have to be more consistent on that side of the ball. Hellgate playing at Helena Capital tonight, uh, taking on the Bruins. Mick Morris, head coach of Hellgate, joining us. Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Best of luck. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. You got it. There you go. Mick Morris, the head coach of the Hellgate Knights. Again, they're at Helena Capital uh, tonight and uh, looking to uh, maybe get that second win of the season against the Bruins. Coulter in Missoula tonight, though, the game of the year, I would say, in the, at the Class AA level. Undefeated Helena High, uh, a, a guy who is a Division One prospect as a quarterback coming in, quarterbacking the Bengals, and I don't know. Eight Division One prospects for the Sentinel Spartans. By the way, he's not the only guy on Helena. There's, they got it. They got a couple of yeah. Dudes. The McGurin kid, the receivers, is yep. a good guy, a good kid too. Both Scott Evans's uh, sons are both D one guys too, and and a couple and a couple guys in the trenches too that we'll see how they develop for for uh, Helena High. So this is going to be a great game. Uh, Sentinel, though, I mean Sentinel has not played a close game. The closest game really that they played, big guy, is that they were up. 14 points at halftime against the Eagles, you know? Still scored 40-plus. Yeah. Still won by five touchdowns. So they, they just simply have not been pushed. They've, they've overwhelmed. They've overwhelmed everybody they've played. And hell in a high. Oh, so go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it, it, to me, it's so interesting because it's very cut and dry to me. They will either 
continue to overwhelm everyone and have one of the most dominant state championship runs in the history of the state of Montana, or the fact that they have dominated everyone and not gotten pushed whatsoever will come back to bite them in the butt. It's gonna. It's such an interesting dichotomy yeah. because as a coach, you never want to say, it's like in the back of your mind, you hope you face an adverse situation, but you never want to manufacture one, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're just going to beat teams 42 to 7, do it. Right, <laughs> totally. Uh, you can win the game in the first quarter. That's <laughs> <Yes, it's> right. <laughs> it's Why contrary to what so Carroll, Carroll says. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, I used to love him. There's, here's the thing. Uh, about Helena High, though. Helena High, last week, played an undefeated team, one of the last undefeated teams in the state in Glacier, and they rolled in that game. They won by 20-plus points in in a game against the Glacier Wolfpack. Now, I understand that if you look at Glacier's schedule, Helena was maybe the first really good team that they'd played. Of course, if you look at Helena's schedule, Glacier was the first really good team they played. If you look at Sentinel's schedule... Helena might be re- really the first really legitimate like contending team that they've played. So I think this is you know this is going to be a new scenario for for Sentinel. And you're right, I, I'm I'm really excited to see how this unfolds if they get pushed and if they do, which I think they will at least at points. How will they respond to that? Because simply speaking, they have not been yet this season. We've talked so much about Sentinel's speed all mm-hmm. over the field, on mm-hmm. both sides of the ball, but particularly on the perimeter offensively, they've scored so many long touchdowns. And it's not a surprise. I mean, they have two Division One pass catchers in Jace Kluswich and T.J. Roush. They have two at least college-level and potentially Division One quarterbacks mm-hmm. that they're rotating, one of whom, Cam Sermon, is absolutely a D1 athlete, and he often scores, I mean, I can't remember the last time a Sentinel game occurred where Camden Sermon did not score a 40-yard 40 yard or more rushing touchdown. He's has so many big plays from the quarterback spot. Yeah. It's one thing that's setting Sentinel apart. But the thing that hasn't gotten enough credit for Sentinel is their pass rush. That's where they just ate Hellgate alive. You t- you heard McMorris talk about it. they were shorthanded on the offensive line last week for Hellgate. But like Zach Cruz is a D1 guy. He's only a junior. He's gotten offers from Montana and Montana State already. Yeah. He's one of the best defensive ends in the in the state. So that, to me, though, is the key matchup because Helena High is going to be the best offensive front that Sentinel has played so far this year. They have to keep their quarterback upright. Cameron Hout can move around well for a big guy, but he's not like a really fast runner like Camden Sermon is. Sure. So protecting him is going to be key. He can make plays on the run. He actually throws on the run as well as any big guy I've seen really in the high well. school yeah, level. Yeah, he's got a great flick and great... But to me, that's the matchup is yeah. Helena High's offensive line versus Sentinel's defensive line. And that's a different matchup that we've then we've highlighted for Sentinel most of the year. Here's our conversation with Sentinel head football coach Dane Oliver. Well, off we go now to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the head coach of the undefeated and number one ranked team in the state in double-A football of the Sentinel Spartans, Dane Oliver, back with us. And, Coach, we appreciate you being here. We know it's a huge matchup coming up uh, here this evening, and so we're excited about that game. But just want to quickly go back to last weekend. You sew up a state title – or, excuse me, a city title with your win over Hellgate. I know that, that that is always a goal for any team in Missoula, and you guys did it. So congratulations there. But particularly against Hellgate this last week, you know, it was a, it was a, a blowout win. But defensively, i got to think you guys got to be very proud. I mean, you pitch a shutout against a team who's been really pretty good offensively this year. What did you think of your defense in that game against the Knights? Yeah, just lights out performance. And hats off to, to the our assistant coaches for putting together a great game plan. You know, uh, their strengths uh, – were mitigated by our strengths and, you know, we can rush the passer and they were a team that wanted to throw the ball as 
as much as they could. So Zach Cruz, Charlie Kurgan, all, you know, D Fort up front, those guys can get after you. So uh, we did some things schematically that I thought gave them problems, but you know, just to hold them to 31 yards offense, um, it's just a testament to the kind of players we have right now and assistant coaches. Speaking of assistant coaches, what's the transition been like defensively? Because I know Kalen Anderson was a great coach for you guys, and now he's over at Montana Tech. First of all, it must be a great compliment to your program to have a guy go from the high school level to the college level. But uh, defensively, has much changed in terms of your scheme, and how have you liked the way that those guys have reacted to maybe a new play caller and, and a new voice in the room? You know, first off, Kalen Anderson's one of my favorite people. Not only a great coach, but just was a good friend. and happy for him in his transition. Uh, but, you know, Mike Motz was the freshman D coordinator, and, you know, he got elevated to the varsity defensive coordinator. So that's a big jump, and there's a lot of pressure because we know we got a lot of kids. And uh, so we spent a lot of time over the quarantine talking about scheme, and we always tweak every year. Uh, but but kind of a guy behind the scenes is, is Chris Prang. He's a Sentinel alum. He spent 13 years as a defensive coordinator with Lambert University. Um, and so he's a great uh, voice for Coach Motz. Um, he's up in the booth. And so it's really a collaborative approach, like everything in our program, try to work together. And, you know, guys like Dave DeCoy, the guy I played with, know him well, helping out with the safeties, brings a great edge to the defense. And, and Troy Dennison with the D-line and then some just key role guys and Coach Rasmussen. So uh, great staff. Coach Mott uh, has been amazing. And ultimately, you know, he puts the kids in the best spot, but they got to go make plays. And right now we have a ton of dudes uh, – who are playing the game the right way. Uh, so it's, it's exciting to watch and hopefully inspiring people get to see us that our defense runs the football and, and makes so many plays. Dan Oliver joining us, head coach of the Sentinel Spartans. They play tonight against the Helena High Bengals. And, Coach, this is maybe the matchup of the year in Class AA, two 5-0 teams, two top teams in the state. And this is, I think I can say pretty safely, the best opponent that you're going to have faced so far this year. What do you think about about Helena and the matchup that you got here? Well, I have a lot of respect for Helena. That's a program, uh, right? From freshman to varsity, they do a great job, Coach Evans took over for Cone Sharnston, and you know what you're going to get. They're a defensive-minded team, and what makes them so dangerous this year is they got a signal caller who is a, you know, he has offers from the Cat and the Grizz, and that's pretty rare in the state of Montana to come from the quarterback position. So it's, it's a tough task tonight. Uh, you know, we talk about competitive greatness a lot, and that's being at your best when your best is needed and, and embracing a hard struggle, and that's what's going to happen tonight. Helena High is going to give us a challenge, and uh, it's why you coach, it's why you play, it's why you do all this work is to be in moments uh, on a Friday night where it's a tight game. And so just excited for that. We haven't had a lot of that. Um, so I think that that's a challenge that we're looking forward to. Caden Hout, that quarterback that you're referring to, and he looks like the part all the way. I mean, he's tall, he's big, strong, mobile, can throw it. But when I'm watching his highlights, he's so impressive. His receivers are so impressive, too. They got some guys that can go up and get it. Talk a little bit about those guys. What's it going to take to slow down Helena High's receivers? Seems like they have at least three who can really make plays. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, A lot of credit goes to the quarterback, but you got to have the guys catching the ball. So uh, quick, fast, athletic. Um, they're, uh, they they get open in space and, and make plays. And, you know, he reminds me a little bit of uh, Patrick Mahomes and he changes his arm angle and he's got a great wrist flick and can spin the ball. And so he moves well. He's just a great athlete. So um, whenever you face one of those, it, it causes a lot of headaches for defenses. Um, so they're, they're going to make plays, right? You know, 
that's that's what that they do. And so we just have to limit the big plays and and be sound and not get frustrated because we haven't been in a lot of tight games yet. Um, so just like I talked about, embracing that struggle and making making good adjustments, communicate and have some fun as well. You know, coach. Throughout most of the season, you're you got such a talented team that you know you, you could probably win a lot of the games you played, not necessarily playing your best. But this game, you probably are going to have to execute and get, get some things to go your way to come out with a win. But what specifically, when you look at this matchup, do you think that Sentinel needs to do in order to get a victory? Yeah, we have to handle their D line. They got some big dudes up front. They're great athletes, so if they can pressure us and and stop the run, whether whether that's uh, collapse in the pocket in the pass or just they're stuffing us at the line of scrimmage, you know, that game's going to be won right there. So, you know, everybody focuses on the the, the flashy guys on the edge, but it's going to be won up front by the big boys. And I know Coach Evans would say the same thing. Last question for you. I asked. We talked to Coach Evans actually earlier this week, and I asked him the same thing, but – in this shortened season, you're both 5-0. and You're going to be the, if not the, one of the very top seeds in the playoffs and all that. So in terms of what's actually on the line tonight, you could argue, well, not actually that much. These are two really good teams, and really the state tournament's what it's about. What to you is is the importance of this game, and what are you selling to your team as, as what it is that you're playing for tonight against Helena? Well, I think we're playing for legitimacy. You know, are we the real deal or not? And so, uh, you know, uh, when, when you face a opponent like Helena High, you're, you're going to find that out real quick. Can we can we rise to the occasion? And um, you know, everybody's talked a lot about us. We've got a lot of attention, but you know, the proof's in the pudding. So you got to show up on a Friday night and make plays. So that's what this is about for for me as a head coach and our program. I know we have great players, but what what happens when adversity hits us? And so we're we're hoping for. You know, a little bit of that, not too much, right? But uh, we want to see, you know, the main thing is, you know, we're playing football, excited to have a great challenge, and uh, hopefully we can provide some uh, escape for the community and, and, and put on a good show on a Friday night. Well, it's going to be a great game. It's a matchup a lot of people have been waiting for. I know that uh, Coulter and I certainly have. I know that you have as well. So we wish you the best of luck tonight. Can't wait to, uh, to see you and Helena High out on the football field. Dane, appreciate it. It's the highlight of my week talking to you guys. <laughs> I got a feeling that won't be the case if they pull it out this evening. Uh, again, game of the year tonight, 7 o'clock, just over an hour and a half from right now uh, at uh, Missoula County S- Stadium, Sentinel, Helena High. It is funny because you never want to say that you feel for a guy who's got a great job or educating young people and, and is doing a great job at his coaching position at Sentinel High School too. But there is a distinct dynamic that comes with being the top dog and having everybody expect you to be the the eventual state champs, especially when it has literally never happened at your school before. The last time Sentinel was the definitive state number one, the inside track for the state title, Dane Oliver wasn't even alive. Yeah. So... It's funny because every time we call Dade, you know, he's an administrator at Sentinel. So he's like, I'm always dealing with all this coronavirus stuff. This is crazy. Like, when are we going to get back to normal? My head hurts. And, you know, then he's also having to deal with incredible expectations. And there's been a lot of different avenues that that has taken him. But at the end of the day, he's doing a hell of a job at Missoula Sentinel. They got it straight rolling. We'll see if they can keep it rolling tonight. The uh, Garden City Spotlight is brought to us by Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates. Coulter. 
They fixed me so well, man. You've always been beautiful, but my goodness, if you didn't go to a 10 oh, out of 10, thanks to, to, thanks to Dr. Morris. I mean, long time ago, I got hit in the face with a baseball tooth fell out. It was quite an opus that resulted then in me losing my tooth before I started coming to work with you. That was all fine. We were just on the radio, but then all of a sudden, we're on TV with these fine people at SWX. I don't have a tooth. So finally, after a while, I said, you know what? I got to get this fixed. Went and saw Dr. Gene Morris. I knew that he was the man because he'd already taken out my wisdom teeth previously as well as my brother's. He's the best oral surgeon in the state of Montana, and he got me fixed up right. This implant, if you didn't know, you'd never know. I mean, right. you can't even tell which tooth it is. They, it matched it perfectly. He's a gentle, detail-oriented, and efficient oral surgeon. But anybody that's out there listening to this that has high school-age kids... If you want to get your wisdom teeth done, you got to go see a specialist like Gene Morris. He'll get it done so quickly, so efficiently. You'll have less pain than ever before, and it, 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 it's the way you got to go. If you're going to have surgery, you got to go to the best. Gene Morris is the best, best oral surgeon in the state of Montana. Oral Surgery Associates is located right there in the office building there at the corner of Higgins and Beckwith, or you can give them a call at 406-282-8768. That's 282-8768. Gene Morris and Oral Surgical Associates, proud sponsor of the Garden City Spotlight. Check it out, no sports. Next. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. Howard D, it's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, at Gus Tutel, that's yours truly, at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT. Those are your relevant Twitter handles. You go check them out. Happy Friday. Once again, today by our dear friend Carol and the chick who doesn't know sports, presented by the Iron Grizz. Carolyn, welcome once again. Oh, I'm so excited as we head into a snowy, snow-filled weekend to hear what you have to say. I have so much to say. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's already snowing in Butte and Bozeman. And Georgetown Lake. Well, we live in the tropical southwest of the state where it it's always... year. Is that right? So we're yes. going to get a lot of it? Is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. Okay. Well, let's start with it. I mean, I'm ready. I got kids that need to go skiing. Yeah, and, right. You know, Same-sies. I need to get myself in the, uh, you but know, But I have two weeks left pizza. of soccer with mm. Nick, so I would like that Wh- Now, what grade coming. is he in? Fourth. Fourth? I'm sorry, fifth. <laughs> <laughs> not, you should, I mean, it's not fifth. It all that you should know right away. Do you you are actually lost. You don't know which grade you're Fifth in. grade. Wow. <laughs> it's all none of it matters this year though and right? this That's is where we I... launched the mom of the year campaign <laughs> i'm sorry we lost a year due to covid well, right it's, not my it's a fault. zero year so it's, it's a zero year this is his gap year so it's it red really shirt. matter. she's only worried about the soccer anyways that's right okay so you got a fifth grader that's still got two weeks of soccer remaining yeah. okay mm-hmm. uh well we wish uh, him the best yes both in soccer and in his parents being aware of where he's at in his progression yeah. through school. Uh, what do you got for us today? Well, speaking of soccer, yes. was at, we had a soccer game on Tuesday night and last night, actually, and I was listening to the moms specifically cheering on the kids, yeah. and I thought to myself, 
I think moms should be calling professional NBA and football games. Well, one is, and she's the best in the whole business. That's right, Doris. Doris Burke. No, I mean the players' moms. Like, oh God! Because this is how I feel like it would be. It would be like <laughs> this. I was this with you. Like she the, did not specify. This is like the greatest conflict of interest that could ever exist. Well, hear me out. I mean, can you imagine the oh, competition be, towards who gets the mic is going to be like the greatest. I, Professional wrestling events. I think everybody gets happened. the mic. I think everybody gets it. Just like here, we just start screaming. Can you imagine it's not if you screaming? It's squawking. Can you imagine mm-hmm. if your mother got the mic when when any of her four children were playing high school just basketball? Put in the subs. Put in the subs right <laughs> there on the, the microphone. Yeah, <laughs> she would. She didn't even need the mic. No. Right. Ryan's mom, and sorry if you're listening, Jenny. This is nothing but a compliment. Would go, <laughs> would go to. She would go, and she'd be planted for the freshman game, all the way through the varsity oh, game. Yeah. Boys and girls watching everybody doesn't care. That's my cute. kid, somebody else's kid, screaming at the refs like going the hardest. It's yeah. the, because she's like this tiny little small nice lady, and then she's just going after the referees. It's unbelievable. You know, it's it's profiling is what it is because <laughs> any other human does what my mom did. Heave ho right out the gym, <laughs> right, but you right, can't right. you can't that's throw right. the, nope. the little gal out. She's just being a good mom, yeah. right? Like if our dads did that, they're out. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, no question. The level of well, not only the enthusiasm that a mom has watching their kid or even other kids play, yeah, but. So let's, I really can't, I have no frame of reference except the 90s. So let's just pretend it's Shaq's mom and he's about to take a free throw. Yes. And she's just, and he misses, of course. (laughs) Of course. And then she's like, that's okay. It's okay, Shaq. It's okay, next one. (laughs) And then like when his teammate, Kobe, gets a shot, she's like, oh my gosh, you got it. It's so great. And it's just this big And you think this would be a great, great yeah. TV broadcast. I think it would be amazing. And it would be actually uplifting to the players because they would be hearing positive, you know, you know positivity. I'm, I'm 100% into this the exact same way I'm into the way that they, they do the, the national championship on ESPN where you have the actual broadcast on ESPN, but then you put the mom's broadcast on ESPNU. Yeah. And it's like a simulcast broadcast. I'd love to hear what they have to say. Or like Mystery once. Science Theater 3000 and just have the moms watching the games like, oh, bud, that's all right. You know, something tells me that if the mothers actually did for the professional children what they do for the fourth and fifth grade children, that that would be a pretty miserable failure. Like if you said to your son who's playing for the United States men's national team in 15 years. Oh, bud, that's okay. You just you just shanked it, and we lost to the Ruskies. So now, you know, you're not going to say that. Yes, I would. Oh, get out of oh, here. Oh, buddy, give me a hug. It's okay. <laughs> and then I'd be like, if you get a goal, we'll get ice cream. You know what? Oh, and this is the reason right now. <laughs> Why I don't see your son becoming a member of the yeah, national Yeah, yeah, you're in for a because, rude awakening. Yeah. I know you I think wasn't, that it wasn't going to happen. I, right? I, I, don't, I don't know if you. Th- <laughs> I don't know if you think that like soccer is not like the other really physical sports. Soccer actually is pretty yeah, physical what are you too. Talking about? But like in my limited experience, I do not have children, but I've been around a lot of youth and high school level sports. Boys' soccer parents are among the craziest parents yes, that I know. there are. I know. I am amongst them. Yeah. Well, 
you better push your son a little bit harder. I do, but I also, excuse me, I do. It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it says, okay, bud, hugsies, ice cream. I don't know why you can't be both. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to like make my kid do 50 pushups if he missed. Oh, ask my, ask my daughter. Stop the Y ball game. Seven years old. Pushups. Do your pushups right now. You make your free throws. Well, oh, there she goes. <laughs> Maybe if Shaq's mom had done that, he could have hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, been a little Maybe better. he could have yeah, been better. Been yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. He was only one of the Miserable failure. Of Hall of Fame. Just, first ballot. Just $100 million <laughs> in the bank. 40, Awful. 40 Awful. Pathetic. What, did, what were the parents doing with Shaq? Listen, I'm just saying a little bit of love goes a long way, okay? And I think it would be really cute also if the cheering fans maybe said, that's all right, bud. Better luck next time. What do you got next, Carolyn? Okay. Speaking of Shaq, I just need you to know he makes a really great performance in Hoobie Halloween, now showing on Netflix, Adam Sandler's new movie. So you will laugh so hard when you see him. Thank you. Okay. Secondly, um, I don't know if you heard, the Lakers won. They did win the NBA Finals. It was glorious. Now, there are some people saying, kind of poo-pooing on that and saying like, well, it's not really... They didn't really win the national championship and that it was... They actually didn't win the national championship. They won the NBA title, which is the world championship. The NBA finals. Whatever. So what do you think? Like, Do you think it was not as big of a deal because they were in the bubble? Or it's idiotic. I think it's, I think it's a bigger deal. That's what I think. Because they had to take an elongated break. They had to deal with the weight of the world. NBA players more than any other athletes on the planet are, I mean, by and large from disenfranchised backgrounds, so many of them are African-American, so the ails of the country affected them more than anybody. Whether they wanted to or not, so much pressure was put on them to make a stand, to put things on the back of their jerseys, to represent for their people, their community. But then you also have to factor in that these guys, a lot of them are young and they're, they're just, they're just young men, but also a lot of them are not, and their family, their their dads and husbands and stuff like that. They didn't get to see their families for like ninety seven days. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that would be so bad. That'd be so terrible. Like, imagine if your husband was just gone for four months. Well, <laughs> bad example. I'm Sorry, kidding, Dad. I'm kidding. That was a joke. But I mean, you know, it, it would be it would be tough. And so yeah, no, all sure. of that, plus just the fact that. It's so hard in sports to be the the undisputed favorite and then still accomplish that exact thing, and that's what the Lakers did. I think it's the greatest championship of LeBron James's career. No. The no. one where he beat the Warriors? Absolutely. Yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland yeah. is his best. Is his best. But, but this, this one this two. one will stand alone in, in the arc of history because it's so unique. It will. It, this, this was very, very unique for a whole bunch of reasons, especially for the Lakers. Uh, and and Kobe's and Gigi's passing, so uh, it, it was a, 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 a huge feat to accomplish for LeBron and the Lakers, and uh, they deserve all the credit and maybe even more credit than that. And I think that's the one thing, too, that stands out, too, because you can say, okay, this was the Lakers, what, 17th championship? Yeah, 17. Their 12th since they moved to L.A. That's a big dispute, especially among Celtics people, because they're saying... How you dragging the five championships from when you're the Minneapolis Lakers with George Mikan. But that's here nor there. We have 12 championships. Differentiating between the first 11, 
people remember the first Magic Johnson championship because, you know, he came off the bench, filled in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. As a rookie, he's the NBA Finals MVP. The rest of the Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar championships basically blur together. You can't define which one was when. You know yeah. what year they were, but you don't. there's no right defining moments. Shaq and Kobe, you know that it was three in a row, but which time did they get taken to the wire with the Kings? Which time did they beat the Jailblazers? Right. All these things. Whereas this one is going to stand alone. Absolutely. Everybody will remember this as yes. the Lakers championship that is different than all of the ones before and after. And the fact that it came, it's their first championship in 10 years. It's the first championship they've had since Dr. Buss. Their previous owner died. It's their first championship without Phil Jackson as their head coach. First championship of the 21st century without Phil Jackson involved. So many different things. And since Kobe passed. And since Kobe, and exactly. I love the... Um, all of the chanting for Kobe, and that was pretty awesome. It was. It was yeah. very, very, uh, yeah, it was a very full circle. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so next up, I have a little scoop for you. Mike Weber. Do you know who that is? Mm, no, tell me. Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. They won the um, Super Bowl. Right. They just got their rings last week. Okay. He already put his up on the auction. He did. <laughs> I think that's so rude. You just got your ring. I have no idea who Mike Weber is. Well, he put his ring up for auction. Is he a player or is he like an administrative yeah, who staff? Yeah. Who is he? He's well, he played for the Chiefs, obviously, because okay. he got he a ring. So he played. Okay, but he could have been like a trainer or a something. No. Oh, he was on the practice squad. Okay. okay. What does that mean? It means that he needs the money, <laughs> and that's well, why he's selling his sorta, ring. Sort of. I mean, practice squad <laughs> players make fifty five hundred dollars a week, but. They don't make the league minimum. They, they make fifty five hundred dollars a week for sixteen, 16 or eighteen weeks, and I think practice, is, I think the practice squad salary right now is a hundred and two thousand dollars a year if you make it through the practice squad all sixteen weeks. Why would he get a ring then if he's just on the practice squad? He well, didn't play. because it's a. Jeez, Louise, Carolyn. <laughs> there's a lot of players that don't play in the Super Bowl. In the NFL, it turns out in the NFL is. NFL is 53-man active roster, and then you have between seven and nine guys on the practice squad. So you're you're still within the top 60 guys on the team. Practice squad is just like, it doesn't mean, it's not, the NFL is not like a full practice squad of people to practice against the starters or everybody else. It's not like a full team to practice the team. They're just guys that fill in, but they practice a lot. So, oh. I mean, he earned it. Like, yeah. What position does he play? I don't know. Why okay. are you asking me that? <laughs> well, because I mean, like, I was just going to give you an example of like, if he plays outside linebacker, that means he was guarding Travis Kelsey in practice every day. So he like definitely contributed to the team. And also, Donnie Jones, Donnie Bones Jones, the punter for the Philadelphia Eagles, when they won their Super Bowl, never got in because they never punted in the game. Right. And so you know what? Now he doesn't get a ring because he didn't step on the field during the thing. He's there. He's ready. He's just didn't you know didn't work out. Didn't need to punt the football, which is a good a good method to winning, you know? So restricting rings here now I don't know. and then getting on curious. guys for selling well, them. Now I, this, I'm, this is all learning process. Okay. Well, this but is, you came in hot though. I did. I did. You came in guns blazing, well, not asking questions, trying to feel it out. I mean, I think you, you know, if you get a ring because you won the Super Bowl, you want to keep that. But for that's sure, just me. I, I mean, I think that's a, a good premise. You still need to do your number one piece of homework. Are you talking to me? Yeah, you still need to watch Broke. <laughs> oh, yeah. The 30 for 30. Okay. Anytime that you ever think, why is this guy doing this in the name of money? Then you'll realize why. Okay. But also, because they all, there's a lot of athletes that make a lot of money and not a lot of athletes that have a lot of money. Right. The, the, the other thing, though, too, is you have no idea what this guy, like maybe he got burned by the organization. 
you know? Right. Maybe he got cut and he's mad and he doesn't, you know? And so he's like, well, fine, I'll just take a hundred, I'll take the $200,000 that I should have gotten as a signing bonus that you guys screwed me out of by selling this thing. It would be a lot easier, too, to sell a Super Bowl ring that you didn't play in the game to win. True. Right? All right, well, now you're making me feel bad. Like, How much did he get? I don't know. Like if Tyreek Hill sold a Super Bowl ring, that would be weird. That would be awkward. Like, if Travis Kelsey sold a Super Bowl ring, that yeah. would be awkward. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, th- that that's true. But also, I mean, you just assume, like, those guys don't need it. But, I mean, really? Do you, have, do you think it's a couple million? I don't know. I'll okay. report back next week. Let us I'll do know. my homework. Because it does matter how much you got for it. That, is, that does matter. Okay. Okay. Final story is cute. Dwayne Wade was walking on the beach in Miami, and he stumbled upon a couple getting engaged, and they had a professional photographer. And you have to Google this picture of him, like, cat- catching them get engaged he's like oh, and he's just like it's the cutest picture you've ever seen and then he takes a picture with them and then he says you guys better make it because you know it will be awkward if you don't I'll have this resting on my shoulders for the rest of my life so um, it was so cute now that that's all well and good <laughs> just for future reference it's hard to to make a picture a story on a radio bit Radio is theater of the mind. Right. So That's picture right. Dwayne Wade walking <laughs> on the beach with his khakis rolled up because he's near the water. Okay. I and he it. stumbles across this. Young is he rolling solo? Just to, no, just... he's with a friend. He's not with Gabrielle, mm. but Union. he's Union. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say Gabriella, but that was wrong. He's mm. just, he's just taking a little stroll, a beautiful Florida day. And, um, he sees this couple. He's wearing like a coral shirt, very Florida. Mm. And so picture it, close your eyes, picture it. Okay. Unless you're driving, don't close your eyes. <laughs> Which you almost certainly are. And okay. he sees this man and this woman getting engaged, and he just it takes his breath away. And he's so excited. <laughs> and he puts his hand on his chest, and he's like, <gasps> and it's just the cutest thing you've ever seen. It's lovely. I mean, just when you think you can't like Dwayne Wade anymore, right? you he's get just this adorable. theater of the mind from Carolyn. You're welcome. Is Dwayne Wade the, the coolest athlete in Miami history? In Miami history? Yes. Like, is Dwayne Wade the king of Excuse Miami? Excuse me, Hulk Hogan. Duh. Oh, man, you got to tell me about Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan might be the greatest athlete that ever lived. I love Hulk Hogan. Just enough. <laughs> what about um, oh. I don't know. I mean, Dan Marino. I'd, I never thought Dan Marino's that tight, though. He's, he isn't. He's cool to watch play football, he's, but he's, like, kind of corny. Yeah. You're actually right He's about like, that. He's, like, you're eating his Nutrisystem and, like... He's got his Jerry curl. I can't. Like, the way he weighs just so cool. I man. can't think of one like, well, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, yeah, is but he's a little bit. Uh, but he's not niche. really Miami. Either. No, no, right. He's a, he's just a, happened to be there now. Right, right. right. He's, he's just, a well-traveled He's making man. his NFL. Who, who's on the Mi- Who's on the Miami, like Mount Rushmore? Dwayne Wade, certainly. Oh, of course. Pat Riley? I mean, is there is there a single Marlin? Ooh, that's a good one. I don't know. Maybe Josh Beckett. And then what about the Florida Panthers? You know, I, mean, I think you guys are forgetting the coolest of who's, all. Who's that? Ray Finkel. <laughs> the chick who doesn't know sports. It's brought to us by the Iron Grizz. As usual, Carolyn, it was something. Ray Finkel. Places <laughs> in. Like, I mean, oh man! Just think, everybody gives me all this hell. 
because I proclaim that I don't really like comedies. Well, I don't like new comedies because they're just not funny like Ace Ventura was funny. Ace Ventura. You put Jim Carrey in yeah. the tutu and he's flapping his knees together at the at the dementia ward. It's the funniest thing you ever saw. The only thing that's funny anymore is vines on Instagram of people mm. kicking things on accident and hurting themselves. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That's the chick who doesn't know sports. It is brought to us by our friends at the Iron Grizz. And if you would like to go to the Iron Grizz, well, first of all, you're smart. Because the Iron Grizz is great over there on South Avenue at the University Golf Course. A spectacular little restaurant and uh, uh, wine bar that they have there. And Coulter, we're going to get some people over there right now. 361-3688. Tell them what they're going to get. Second caller, we got a gift certificate for you that's going to get you a free bottle of wine and a free appetizer. So get you started. Get you to the middle of it. Maybe if you get you all the way, who knows? But... The appetizers of the Iron Grizz are delicious. Yes. Almost all of them have fresh produce as a part of the app, and they grow that produce right there. It's one of the most sustainable restaurants in all of Western Montana. They have a big, beautiful garden right in beautiful front as you garden. pull up, and that's the f- part of what they're using as the ingredients out of that And this place. is cool. They use the Harlequin ducks as the pesticides, so it's all natural. Yeah. Harlequin ducks eat all the little pests, and then they use the duck eggs in a variety of their dishes as well. Really creative uh, way of cooking over there at the Iron Grizz. And delicious. I mean, at the end delicious. of the day, what do you care about? Does Is it good? It's delicious. The Cajun menu Chef Jesse's got rolling is, is delicious. So give us a call right now, 361-3688. The Iron Grizz, right at the base of Mount Sentinel, one of the most picturesque places to eat in all of Missoula, right there at the University of Montana Golf Course. Go check out the Iron Grizz American Bistro today. Two potential closeout games in Major League Baseball's championship uh, portion of the postseason. We'll give you an update on the ALCS and get you set for the NLCS right here on ESPN next. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. If you uh, missed anything in the show today, well, we got you covered. Go check it out on the podcast. It's Tell Nuanas Podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, and listen. Podcast available thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Um, Colton, we did our 12 for the 12s earlier, and I made a significant faux pas. Uh, 12 for the 12s every Friday. Friend Mike Dugar is brought to us by our friends at Dobie's Teriyaki downtown. Mm. 
had some for lunch today. Lights out. Got myself the large steak, spicy, protein. extra onions. Because you're on a cleanse. Hey, and it's uh, not protein, bro. Say, give me more meat, less rice. Absolutely. No, I'm all for it. Uh, in any case, uh, we and they, Dobies, here to help you every Friday and get you something to eat. So we're going back to back. A little bit of food giveaways here. 361-3688. Gift card, 25 bucks to Dobie's Teriyaki right now. Best teriyaki in town. Seattle-style teriyaki covering the Seattle. Some huge Seahawks fans down there. I know a lot of 12 you know, 12 fans in this town. Western Montana gets you down to Adobe's uh, Teriyaki and gets you hooked up properly. So a little taste of home if you're from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, remember you can order takeout from Adobe's Teriyaki. Yep. You can pre-order ahead of time. You can also get it on DoorDash. So they can deliver it straight to your door. Or you can get, go down there, get a pickup order, or you can go down there, eat it by yourself. Just make sure you sit by yourself. But Adobe's Teriyaki, it is Proud sponsors of 12 for the 12s. They're from Brett and the boys from Seattle. Love Seattle. Love Seattle Seahawks. And they're proud to be sponsors of the 12 for the 12s. Every Friday, we'll be giving you guys 25 bucks. Dobie's teriyaki. Um, high leverage moment in the ALCS. The Tampa Bay Rays, who are up three games to none, are now only up three games to two after the Alex Correa walk-off last night. Houston's won the last two games. The Rays scored in the second inning. They're up one nothing. Now, though, in the top of the fifth, it was two on first and second for the Astros with no out. Then a uh, uh, a sacrifice basically uh, out to advance runners to second and third. And now a hit, a two-run RBI, and the Houston Astros clear the bases. At least they get two runs across, I should say. They're up two to one, just like that in the top of the fifth inning. Still just one out in the inning. Altuve at bat. And the uh, and and uh, George Springer, by the way, is uh, responsible for the two RBIs that were just made. So the Houston Astros take a lead in the middle of this baseball game as we speak. Up now two to one over the Tampa Bay Rays in Game Six of the ALCS. And I'll tell you what, it's knee knocking time if you're a Rays fan who were up three games to none. You this will make it three three, right? Oh yeah, mm, buddy. You don't want to go to that seventh game being the team that was up 3 nothing, and now you're facing a game seven for crying out and loud. I know that <laughs> I am in the severe, severe minority, but it would make me chuckle if the Astros won the World Series again. Well, I'm telling you what, I'm not saying I'm rooting for the Astros, but I have said this, and it's not looking good in the NLCS, by the way, but Astros-Dodgers, give it to me all day long. The storylines would, story be, so would be unbelievable. Awesome. Yeah, be by so the way, rich. oh, another hit, a double, Springer scores, Altuve getting off the schneid. 3-1 Astros. So it's happening right now in the ALCS. As for us here on ESPN Radio, we bring you the NLCS. Game 5, the Dodgers losing last night with Kershaw on the mound. I'm not saying it was Kershaw's fault. He actually pitched pretty well. Nonetheless, took the loss again in the postseason, and the Dodgers are down three games to one. They got to win three straight against the very hot Atlanta Braves club. The uh, first pitch of that game is at 7 o'clock, 7.08. So at 6.30 uh, Mountain Time, we will uh, take you over to Arlington for a pregame of that right here on ESPN Radio. Enjoy that. If there's more baseball, we will have it for you on ESPN uh, over the course of the weekend. And we'll get you that. We'll also have some NFL for you on Sunday and uh, a little morning football for you on the college level tomorrow. So enjoy that. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday, ESPN Radio. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 